Hello and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin. Today we will be discussing politics in science fiction and fantasy. Uh, this, is, this is a very big and broad topic, uh, but we'll do our best to uh, kind of... Well, we'll see where the conversation goes. <laughs> uh, so we are your hosts, Johnny. And John. Uh, so I... Like I was just saying, this is a big topic, but I think... Well, we're, we're going to s- start by uh, going through different political, we'll call them political plot lines in different stories. Um, I think s- other issues will kind of arise from there. Okay. Unless you had other ideas about how to structure things. No, that's perfectly fine. Um, would say that the uh most common and or most basic use of politics in in sci-fi and fantasy um is that of just the central hero story um which is brought about by just it's just a, like a revolution narrative um so uh hunger games for instance would fall into that Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. As far you as far as like having a pseudo more real world political issue, or just in general, I I wouldn't say real world. I would actually, if if we're talking about politics, um, revolutions certainly are real, but um, our centering of when you have someone like a like a Napoleon, for instance. these are larger than live characters and they have good biographies for a reason, but part of our centering of these figures is our own mythologizing of them. Yeah. And so in a way, when you have someone like uh, Katniss, um, who, because of her placement, is notable in that in-world history, but the narrative focus on her is less attuned to how things really play out than something that is one more expansive in the in the play in the uh shared responsibility of the players involved um and or just grayer okay i think i i think i kind of grasp what you're saying so meaning that like you kind of like to give like an Another example, just to kind of illustrate that I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm gra- like kind of grasping what you're. Sure, so, I mean you're 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 pretty much going to see this in um, young adult. Uh, so Harry Potter would also fall into this. Okay, um, well, partially I think that's partially because one, it's fall, fall, fall into the like the like revolutionary binary baseline type of political okay yep that makes narrative that makes more sense for a couple of reasons one because um oh also sorry spoilers for a lot of yeah everything i mean things i know will probably hit on i mean obviously hunger games harry potter song of ice and fire wheel of time stormlight archive 
Uh, these are probably Star Wars. Uh, yeah, definitely Star Wars, actually. Uh, the, these are just some of the, ba- like, yeah, all, all, all the things, but I'll, 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 I'll tag the, sorry. Maybe Dune. Yes, yeah, maybe Dune. Yeah, I'll, 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 t- I'll tag all the stuff in the description that's uh, for this, any specific thing. Mm-hmm. things that I think should be noted. Yep. But. So look at the description. Yes. Uh, okay, so yeah, anyways. So, so we have that happening for two reasons. One, because I guess I could, yeah, I'll just say that they, that they're simpler dynamics. Yeah. And so you're not going to want to... Uh, have that get in the way of kind of your uh, em- uh, emotional development of the main character hmm. and or um, uh, love triangle as is often there. <laughs> with with, um, with there, YA in particular. <laughs> there, there are a lot of things to juggle and um, there's you're just less likely to appreciate a lot of the stuff that you would find in older uh, books, uh, books for older audiences, yeah, than I... you would there. That's one reason. The other reason is that the protagonists and the people we follow uh, tend to be the the younger people, and these people are not a part of the current power structure. So yes. it makes sense for um, the entire political milieu of these stories to be against just this kind of body. Whereas in uh, Song of Ice and Fire and Star Wars and Wheel of Time and everything else, um, it's more about the the complexities of that power structure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, like you're saying with, say, someone like Cat... Katniss is the example that most comes to mind, mostly because she is beach. She is a pawn, or at least like everyone thinks that she is their pawn in some way, shape, or form mm-hmm. of these people. Like she, she's there to forward their political agenda, uh, and she doesn't really have agents. Or well, she like she, she doesn't. Have a, or, well, go ahead. She doesn't have. I, I think I see where you're going. She doesn't have a lot of agency in that world. She has plenty of agency in her own sphere, which is yes. that of the, like of fighting and taking action and all that stuff. But um, at least for most of it, and the movies are a little different. I think she has a little bit more uh, savvy in the movies. Yes, they. Yes, they do give her a little more. But in the book, she's, as far as, I mean, it's been a while, but as as far as I can remember, she's really just kind of sees the um, politics as its own Hunger Games, really, just trying to navigate and not die, not get smothered. Right, yeah. Well, and I think that goes... Not really play, exactly. Well, and it's funny, I think that goes to what you're saying about kind of the... Her her main her main uh, conf, like her main goal is to survive to not die, mm-hmm. and 
we get into some of the there's some politics political stuff in there but per, in particular the structure of the first two books it's it's to just literally not be killed by the other players of the game <laughs> right uh, as opposed to and you get towards the end of some of them where there's a little more politics and like how she like like the stuff with the berries with Peta and whatnot, like where where, yes. the, where she's try, but there's a little more of the she's trying to game the system, but even then it's it's still the the motivation is still like I just I just don't want to die as opposed to I'm trying to further this specific cause right and it's more of just like kind of a personal screw you and in this in this case it just so happens that she's taking action that will uh stoke fires that are already in place but, yeah like have big implications because because yeah because the um the energy and the infrastructure is there um and it might not have been there for everybody who had this particular um Dilemma. Who had this? Who had this? No, this these these kind of impulses to just be like, oh, yeah. ah, it shouldn't be like this. Yeah, and but then that's as far as it goes. Um, of course, there's a reason that we had follow Katniss as opposed to someone for whom it did not work, um, because otherwise that would be a very different and shorter story. and shorter story. <laughs> not necessarily a bad one. No, but not, you're not one no, that's gonna it's... be a young adult bestseller. No, no. Um, but and good. Yeah, the infra- the infrastructure is important. The infrastructure of, of the around both Katniss and all the protagonists like her, because um, all of the stuff that we would actually really get into with a more adult stories mm-hmm. um, is kind of just there and or gone over more surface level um, to buoy that per- that protagonist to where they need to be. Yeah, right, yeah. Which, like you said, makes sense because the, the focus of their narrative, the focus of Katniss's narrative is not... Is not can she turn and manipulate all these like all, all of these people? Uh, where because that's not you said that's not her skill set. Like that's not her right. role. And again, more also pointed the YA thing. That's not as common of a thing in a YA novel because, it, which kind of makes sense because you know in a, when you're a teenager, the stuff you're dealing with is. Like, there's more, often more just personal development stuff uh, that, that's less, that, that, that's, your, 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 your own sphere is a little smaller as far as, like, what directly impacts you, so to speak. Uh, I don't love that phrasing, but, yeah. The, the, the one other thing that um, exists in those books, um, and again, a little more in the movies, is it's uh, focus on uh, optics and the nature of optics. Hmm. Um, while it doesn't yeah. go into maneuverings, um, it does go into how 
media works and mm-hmm. the importance of crafting that crafting a narrative um and while the kind of the commercials and whatnot that she does later like in in the mocking in yeah, mocking jay is again more pronounced in the movies um the just the fact that she has to do whatever she can to get sponsor support yeah. Which is all about branding um, and like more well branding and now there are there are people like I think Hamich who work behind the scenes yes as well but she has to do her part as like a sympathetic player yes to to get their support and, and, to get and, their attention and, and, and for the story that Suzanne 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 Collins Col- well yeah Suzanne Collins is telling isn't like. What Hamage is doing is not important to cat like who Hamage is talking to isn't like doesn't matter to Katniss's narrative. So she much. has a vague yeah. idea of how he does it, right? And, and like, that's all he knows. Right. He's 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 quote unquote schmoozing. Yeah, but and, and, well, and that's that, it. And that's all the reader kind of needs to know because it like it like I it, at least like in general. Well, until you get into Mockingjay, where she tried to do. Where you have a more political story, where you would need a character to... Uh, well, now we're getting into <laughs> my issues with Mockingjay, but yeah, it, the Hamish stuff makes sense. Um, uh, do we want to move... And then Harry is similar, wouldn't you say? It, it's similar, although, yeah, yeah, Harry has, has similarities. Yeah, yeah, has similarities. I mean, politics is even less of a thing. Well, oh, absolutely, because obviously, like it's it's like Harry, like Hunger Games is making a political statement about class, about like class structure and like about class structure. I mean, not just that, but like yeah, and and then that's kind of the other end of um, what we would ideally touch on today is the the. Political commentary of these stories more so than um, political plot lines, where it's about the um, maneuvering, the maneuvering scale, just just politics in in the most basic sense of the word. Um, we also want to look at um, a political commentary as you would think of it synonymous with social commentary. It really is yeah, social yeah, commentary. A, yeah, 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 I guess, yeah, that's a social commentary is a better word. Um, yeah, and Potter doesn't, like, the, the, the closest, I mean, you, with Potter, you don't really get almost any of it until, four, until like, five, six, seven. Really, mostly five. five. Yeah, mostly, mostly five. five. Yeah, m- mostly five. Um, but... Because uh, even in seven, when there is more, a little more of that, where you have like a like a totalitarian regime, we don't see a lot of that regime because Harry's off camping for uh, for a lot. Which I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad or good, like a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's like it, like obviously Harry defeating and fighting Voldemort plays a huge is the thing that would bring down that regime. But there's a lot of other parts that aren't quite as central to Harry's specific quest of, like, destroying the Horcruxes in that book. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, the, the I would say the major distinction, um, if we're talking about politi- political plotline, is that um, in The Hunger Games, the state is the enemy. 
Yes, that's true. And in Harry Potter, it's not. It's it is briefly right, but it's not the ultimate enemy. And we more see how um, she who must not be named aside. <laughs> um, Our more evil villain, who I will always argue as even more evil than Voldemort. <laughs> um, that, that aside, um, we see a picture of of the state. Mostly through um, Fudge, the minister. Right, and, and and even then, he's more of like a... He's more just kind of... In, it, I mean, he, he does obviously do the whole, like... He is putting forth that narrative of Voldemort's not back... But like he's general, it's it, it's it's le- it's not it's less malicious than, um, like obviously Hunger Games. Well, and, and and because it's entirely out of fear, and 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 this is why Harry, I would consider Harry Potter to be kind of the next step up over Hunger Games because you don't just have like state bad rah rah rah. Yeah, it's you know they are. Not the protective blanket that they are for Harry for books one through three. Right. Um, uh, but they're also not who's who they're really trying to fight against. They're, they're, they're not the enemy. Right, cause, and even when they quote-unquote like are in book seven, it's not... The Ministry of Magic, it's Voldemort and his cronies. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's, that, yeah. The, yeah, then, then it becomes more like that, but that, the, the, what I feel like Rowling is trying to portray with the Ministry of Magic in book five as opposed to book seven, um, is just of a, a government that's not it's not factionalized it doesn't have that level yes. it doesn't have that mm-hmm. level of sophistication um but it is reflective of a of of its society and yeah. yes the the capital is reflective of its of of its yeah. higher society there that plays into it um but the just the state of Fear and willful ignorance is just a lot more powerful, in my view. In hunger, in in, in Harry Potter. In Potter. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, it's not. Well, it's not a lot I mean, more powerful. Yeah, it, I, it, well, it's and it's well, it's also different because because uh, again, the, the the nature is different because we're getting back to state bad. State equals bad because they're probably but not like bad bad. So we're avoiding the binary. Yes, but with Potter, yes, with, with Potter. Potter, yes, yes, yes. yeah. Because even when the state is bad, it's even more just specific people in the state are bad, or in Scrooge's case, just kind of incompetent. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, they're 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 not. Yeah. E- they're for the most part, they're not evil. They're foolish. Mm-hmm. We need yeah, to, we need I, I to like see that. foolishness. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we we should talk about. Well, yeah. Let's just talk about the. What well, we we can probably view as like the political fantasy series, which like yeah. Let's keep going up. Um. Let's, let's okay. Let's Some do. Let's, let's save that. Um. Okay. Um. 
Okay. Star Wars, maybe. Okay. It's All a right. little bit of a detour. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Um, but it's kind of fantasy. Yeah, it, it's it, it, it. I mean, it's it's just it's, it's half a, fantasy. Yeah, it's a fantasy story in space. <laughs> uh, the Star Wars is interesting because, well, uh, gosh, <laughs> where, where do you want to start? So with the original, okay, with the original. Star Wars is like weird. Okay, with the original. So with the original. Oh God. The 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 way that I'd frame it is that um, leaving out the um, I'm gonna leave out the sequel trilogy. Right? Yeah, I, I think that that's fair. Because the point I want to make is best illustrated by the the chrono like well, out, the- out world chronologically first two. Well, just first two in any case. The, the first two trilogies. Yes. Um, which is that we are giving this sense of um, you could have this lower level uh, political dynamic and then you could have the more uh, complicated, um, you know, uh, almost mundane and or um, maneuvery type. Yeah. Things. Yes. However, the simpler political dynamic is much better received in the case of Star Wars yes. than is the complicated stuff. Yes, and I think yeah. So obviously, like the original trilogy, episode A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, is that more to clarify that more simpler dynamic? Empire Bad, Rebellion Good, and then. The more complex but mundane politics of one of Phantom Menace and Tactical Clone and the Sith is to clarify. Right. But yeah, the. And I think. Uh, it, it's. And this is what makes the original trilogy with that work so well is the politics gives you enough context uh, as to what is the conflict and what's going on. Without going to without detracting from the central, uh, from like the central narrative of like Luke and the rebellion fighting against the the Empire, mm-hmm. uh, without getting into too much of the nitty gritty of well, what if now? Well, Rogue One's all a good example where they get into some of the more morally gray stuff in a really interesting and cool way mm-hmm. um but but still have them the the uh but in terms of uh, characters like Sagarera and Cassian in the beginning uh of like well is is how they're going about fighting this war morally correct but the but the big picture is you, you still just have empire bad rebellion good um, and the prequels. I'm not going to go into a whole thing about the. Well, we we are we will I guess. But the the thing with the prequels here. <laughs> is that there's a really interesting political story about how Palpatine manipulates his way to having complete control of the galaxy, and that's kind of this, and that is kind of the story we get. But a lot of the pieces are missing, and he focuses on a lot of the more mundane things. So, for example, you could tell that story, 
and say, and like, I'll say like, you have more scenes with Palpatine and you have scenes with Palpatine more akin to some of the scenes you see in like, in like Stormlight or Wheel of Time or Ice and Fire uh, of Palpatine making backroom deals with different senators. Uh, and that way it's about, it, you're still getting kind of that political complexity, but it's now about the relationships and like, as opposed to, and it's not about the relationships and the complexity of those relationships and what the characters want instead of, well, how much is, how much does the Trade Federation want to tax Naboo? Right, right. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if, if we ideally would want to, if we're going to, because it's essentially um, world building through politics yes. with, the, with the, with the trade negotiations, yes. essentially, is, mm-hmm. is how yeah. all, um is the umbrella term I'll use for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Ideally, you'll want to tie that into um, Palpatine, who's someone um, that's crucial for doing what the prequel trilogy is intended to do, which is to get you to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And therefore, um, his, as, as you say, to get him to the point where he needs to be and how he gets there is of a perfect vehicle for doing that world building. You could even make it about trade negotiations, but tie the negotiations to giving him just a little bit more power here and a little bit more power there. Yes. And, and yes. And that's what they, that's what they kind of do. But like, but those, but like, they're basically like five second scenes where it's like, there's a scene in the Senate, I think it's Hack of the Clones, where Jar Jar is like, I vote that we, he doesn't talk like this, obviously, but I vote no, that we. No, you should do the voice. <laughs> I can't. I'll do some voices, but not his. I, uh, I, I vote that we, like, a vote, give the Supreme Chancellor more emergency powers. I'm like, okay. I still don't really care. I just want to go back to Obi Wan fighting Django, or, well, yeah, okay, that's the only exciting thing that happens in the first like hour and a half of that movie. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking of Quentin Tarantino's Django, and that oh. is a movie I'd pay to see. Yes, yeah, you and McGregor well, versus Jamie Fox. Yeah, that's. Well, what what would happen? With, oh, 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 Obi Wan would probably end up helping him. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be Obi Wan versus Jango. So but. it would be a it would be a um, a superhero type of yes! rivalry where they would fight for a bit and then team up. Yes, yes. It would be like what BVS almost should. Well, well, it, it, that's yeah, what BVS was. What be, uh, yeah, uh, ultimately, yeah, that's that, what BVS that, yeah, was. Yeah, that is ultimately what it was. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and that's like with the prequels that makes me mad is that it, now is that like there was a really cool, interesting political story, and the Darth Plagueis novel gets a little bit into this. I'm not gonna go into the whole novel, but the Darth Plagueis novel is a lot of those backroom negotiations with like Palpatine and Plagueis negotiating with different senators and like kind of like bribing them or giving them ultimatums and slowly kind of creeping, gaining more power. And some of the spoilers are Plagueis, but Darth Plagueis, Palpatine's master is a banker. And so there are some of that, like, you know, he's a banker, he's doing banker things, which, you know, it's not 
exactly on the surface exciting, but like, but the way it's framed and you could frame it as an exciting way of like, well, yeah, if you have a lot of money, you're going to have a lot of power and the way that the Star Wars universe is structured, but we don't get any of a lot the way of that. that any universe or, or, is yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, any, yeah, any universe, but yeah. Um, as a flash forward to um, our um, Holy Grail here, um, who really has the most power <laughs> in in Westeros? <laughs> we know the answer to that question. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah. Now, the funny, the, the interesting thing about Star... Yeah, and, and, well, in Star Wars, again, it, it is interesting because he's saying, George Lucas is saying something about tota- in the prequels in particular about totalitarian governments and how they rise and there's like the, the famous, well, what I, the line that I just generally quote a lot, this is a good line and I don't like what Star Wars a lot, so this is how democracy dies, thunderous applause, like... Yes. That, yeah, that, like, that's... Like that whole like I was like like Hitler and the Nazis are obvious are like the big his big influence are gonna the Empire I mean stormtroopers <laughs> but that's right yeah that's undoubtedly the case but, but right. I always like to add in that it's absolutely the Roman Republic too oh yes one hundred percent yes one yes one hundred percent yeah yeah um yeah and the sequels like you said we don't even need to really touch on that because it. Because that's one of the big... Uh, going into a whole thing about the sequels, one of the... My overarching issues with the sequels is we don't get any of... We don't get enough of that political context. No, and it... It, it definitely could have used it in a way that the original trilogy didn't need it. No, no. No, um... Because the original trilogy is, is is a space opera adventure story with a like with a political backdrop where you get like exactly what you need to and where they do an excellent job of show don't tell like even the politics was in the empire in the original trilogy the big thing being like people like with Vader and like I'm thinking of just all the admirals that Vader like chokes out in Empire Strikes Back of well. That's that kind of is the politics is like well you fail you're dot you're dead or demoted or uh, although Vogue one has some really fun politics with Tarkin and Krennic but that's with like power dynamics and whatnot but this is really awkward because Holdo v Pole is my favorite <laughs> political plot line of all time the, the, this is this is very awkward because um because uh, I. I I, I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that bait because because it's not worth it and there are better more there are more fun arguments for us to get into because yes. <laughs> that's a, that is a dumb boring that is a dumb and boring argument that we will <laughs> that we would have <laughs> but between <anyway. laughs> between an a, a troll and an angry person yes um. um Alright, uh, anything else on... Um, speaking of trolls, Lord of the Rings. Yes! The, uh... The, the intricate, uh... The, the intricate policies of... Uh... 
of whether or not Rohan was actually paying their horse tax to Mordor. Which is a plot line of like five lines in the books, but <laughs> there is a video on YouTube called "What It What Is What Was Aragorn's Tax Policy." Isn't didn't well didn't George R. R. Martin basically at one point comment that like he was he said he was basically like well we don't know what Aragorn's tax policy was that's true yeah now that you say that well so no sorry what was the video I'm curious <laughs> I never I never watched oh. it I just I just saw it um. But, I mean, Lord of the Rings is worth mentioning because even though we wouldn't be able to really spend very long talking about the politics of I think I know Middle Earth, this, but... um, the, the fact that it, it, it has the most chops as a, arguably the most chops as a um, direct commentary on real world events. Because of its allegorical nature. Oh boy. Alright. Are we going to talk about Tolkien and allegory? Briefly, Tol- perhaps. Okay. In the context... Well, and I used to... Okay. I used to be camp. Like, yeah, Lord of the Rings is like... Like, there are World War Two parallels. There are not. And the preface that he writes... And the instance he uses that kind of like turned me was in particular he was like all right if it were if this were basically if this were supposed to be like a metaphor for world war ii of some sort then gandalf and company would have used the ring like basically as a nuke to like defeat Sauron. and they obviously don't (laughs) okay they do but like yeah well okay so i i see what he's saying in that he was not doing some kind of um covert propaganda mm-hmm. of of just to basically recreate the allied victory within the pages of world War, of of the lord of the rings that's i the, i okay. i wouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. i wouldn't say that either um but it is undoubtedly informed by yeah. the dynamics of world war 2 yeah that um, yes that it's, makes it's sense. more but it's more of a commentary than it is a recreation it's it's yes, basically uh, from between fighting in World War One and World War Two going on while he was while he was, writing, while he yeah. was writing <laughs> while he was an academic and and paying attention to world events. Um, he he was trying to write a mythology and then found that he had things to say about power and what it does to people. Yeah, no, no, that 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 makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and you know, and then like. Kind of in between different states having some kind of uh, oversight and responsibility for one another. Uh, it speaks to the alliances that were formed in both of those wars. You know how um, you know Gondor and Rohan are um, Theod- basically Theoden's whole speech about where was Gondor. Yes, is. Um, just saying, like, this is... They're pulling this stuff when, even though we're not... You shouldn't use the ring as a nuke, there's no doubt that the only reason anything ever anything worked out at all is because the forces of good did come together. Yes, yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think uh, one of the most... Yeah, one of the most... Or at least for me, the most... Uh, 
the most kind of complex political dynamic we get is is uh, with uh, the high the high level kind of of it would be the um, the stewards v I'm gonna say the stewards v the king but like right the, but like kind of just the dynamic of Denethor now. The tough thing, now the tough but brilliant thing with this is that it's more tied into character than anything else. But like basically, Denethor's Denethor's bitter. He's not the king. Like I mean that that's I'm like being very reductive with that statement. But he is, but he he is kind of bitter that he's not king. He um, is, and yet and yet and he uh, uh, deals with it by um, being king in all but name. By just under having people understand, like okay, yeah, there's we have we have a steward. We don't have a we don't have a king. Yeah, right. We yeah, that, that's not right. a, that's not a thing. Right. What, are you, what are you talking about? Right. Well, so so he's he's just got this this thing in place. Maybe he did stuff to make that happen. Maybe it was just the passage of time. Who knows? But you're right. That is the. Um, Dynamic, most worth looking at, and being like, "Hmm, there's there's something here that could be right expanded and, on." And it is what 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 is there is just a really interesting visual representation of that. Where are you talking about the thrones? Yes, with the yeah, thrones, that's really cool. Yeah, but yeah, with Denethor, Denethor and his basically Denethor gets a little wooden, little wooden, not like little, but yeah, basically a little wooden chair, and like that's in front of and beneath. Like the actual throne, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like it's not. I think presumably a nice, like not like a stingy chair, but it's not the throne. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but which, like, if if that were Tolkien's concern to um, parse that dynamic, then um, at some point we would have seen Denethor try to get get on the throne yes yeah and and kind of make it like this is just this is silly this is just technicality right yeah when it's not yes um and and i will say which kind of and again this is more of a character thing than uh like one of my favorite scenes in the books and the movies is just well a lot all, all all the stuff at the end of fellowship with boromir uh and I mean, Boromir clearly wants is kind of is in contrast to Faramir is more is a, is somewhat bitter, or you know he is bitter towards Aragorn about the whole king stewardship thing, mm-hmm. but ultimately like he accepts well as he's dying, <laughs> he accepts like all right like and that like, one of my favorite like I forget it is not the it's not the. Uh, it's not the the movie quote is slightly different. Yeah, I feel like the movie quote a little better. Uh, he uses the term like my captain, my yes. king. Yes. Yes. What's I, before captain? Uh, my brother. My brother. Yes, it's my brother. My it's um, yeah, it's uh, uh, my brother, my captain, my king. What is it in the book? Uh, I know the word captain is not in there. I I I'd have to do, I I don't want to misquote. I have to double check. That's in, that's interesting because yeah, if you I mean he is kind of the. More the military, um, or at least defense leader of yes. the fellowship, even though Boromir probably has more experience. But right? Whatever. Yeah, it's a little. Oh, 
Argon. Well, well, you know what? It's not a battlefield, but I don't know. Argon's um, also like a like like capital M capital C main character. <laughs> but anyways, yes. Uh, yeah. Except it. I mean, this really doesn't have to do with politics. But he wasn't the main character, and that's important. Well, well, well yeah. Yeah, he. Although I would, while the movies make him a little more, give him a little more main character, I would still argue that, yeah, it's Frodo, but it's also kind of Aragorn because it's it's kind of Frodo and Aragorn story. But okay, anyways, this is <laughs> that's not politics, but uh fair. Uh, Bor- Boromir was yeah was a little bit bitter over Aragorn. Um, but Faramir didn't have enough bitterness to spread around because <laughs> he was a little busy. <laughs> yes. With family issues. Oh, boy. Daddy issues. Denethor is, like, the worst. He is awful. Like, <laughs> Denethor was awful, but... Played brilliantly by John Noble. Oh, he did, he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. Um, like, cause I recently reread it, and I, I just... I mean, it's just a general movie testament of like I'm like I'm just picturing the movies and certain scenes, and I, I I'm just imposing John Noble onto Denethor, and, I, and I'm reading those scenes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> as, as and, and kind of most of the cast. <laughs> but name a name a name a bad casting decision. Off the top, I had a can't. Right, <laughs> like it's like I yeah. Ian McKellen, Christopher Lee. Right. You're all the God. Honestly, I love Vigo. Maybe could have been better. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. Although, okay, I like This is a t- total tangent. I, I, I don't care. I like I like I don't know. I what about him do you think could have been better? Um I Thought that he wasn't, didn't project the best regal air. Like he was a good strider. Okay. But Aragorn, son of Arathorn, a little less so. I I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, the the image of Strider in the uh, Prancing Pony is one of my favorite movie and book images in the whole like story. But I, but but I, I do see. I I could see what you're saying. But he's also kind of more the Strider figure, so to speak. I mean, he is Argorn, but like, he he's not like he's not truly in that like official or almost official capacity until like basically the end of Return of the King or somewhere. Right. Um. So I, I could see that. I still think he's amazing, but I. But that that would be that would be as far as like, um, the, the, ma- the major players. Yeah. That would be the only weak link that I could po- that I could that I could mention. No, yeah, I. And even that, that's, that's <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, but yeah, I, I see that. Uh, anyways, but yeah, we could. <laughs> We, we we will do Lord of the Rings something at some point, <laughs> but yes. yeah. Anyways, uh, um, what about Wheel of Time? 
Yeah, so, um... There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot, um, lot more... A lot more things to talk about. A lot of distinct dynamics yes. to discuss. Uh, let, let's let's start with rent. Okay. Um, I... So... He, he actually... Well, okay, so I think... He, he actually has some of the more straightforward, weirdly, some of, at least some, as far as, like, we would typically think of politics, some of the more straightforward, or how he deals with politics is more straightforward than some of the others. Mm-hmm. Carries this, well, you know, so someti- sometimes very directly he is very assisted by uh, his uh, Taviran nature. Um, particularly with um, the that that one uh, part with the sea folk, um, where he basically yes. just wins negotiations because he inadvertently makes the other party just Come give on. give give yeah. give him what he wants. Um, My favorite scene with that is the Kyrie. Who's the person that's on the that's like in Kyrian? When he comes back. Colvier. Yeah. That was probably my favorite Rand political manipulation scene. Just in terms of how he like. Yeah. I mean it was. I guess it was kind of manipulation. Well not manipulation is not the right word. He. He. He he put on a good show. Well the Aquain one in uh, 12 is also excellent. But. uh, Yeah. It's. I mean. 13. Yeah. You mean between Rand and Egwene? Yes, yes, sorry, yes. Yeah, when Rand goes to the White Tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though, yeah, because I'm thinking of both, yeah, when Rand goes to the White Tower, but then also, because um, what I was thinking of originally was when Egwene um, confronts Elida um, in Book 2. Um, those are hmm. both... Oh, are you, or as far as being Taviran, do you mean? Oh, no, no. That was just like, I think those are cool interaction. Like, I think those are cool, well-written, interesting interactions. Yeah, and they, and those are, um, those, those are like two different players, um, at, and, and that, in that case are just totally, they're, they're both like way grown up and, Pretty much at their char- yes. at their character apexes, yes. um, but at the same time they are um, in totally different. Because Egwene is still in, um, at, she's at her apex, but she's still um, the just the political figure that she had become. Whereas Rand was a step above. He he was he transcended he's, politics. Yeah, right, yeah. He's he's G, yeah, he's Jesus. Yeah, he is Jesus. Yeah, he's Jesus. He's literally. Yeah, literally. Um but still it's a, I mean he was he still knew what he was doing. Um and it's a far cry from basically our our first the encounter hunt. with with, yeah. with 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 politics yeah. with with uh, the game of houses. Mm-hmm. Um that was a subversion that yes. really was a subversion yes. that, that worked quite well. No, I like that that they, that like Jordan did that like this was early on because not only does it have comic purposes, mm-hmm. um, it also shows this is literally how 
transparent Rand is. Yes! <laughs> and this is how out of his depth he is. It just so happens to... He, he's so different from what's around him that yes. he is... Um, he is, he's almost transcending it then. <laughs> right, but it's but, but, it's, like, but, but that's more of a reflection on right. the Game of Houses yes, than it is... As opposed to later on when it's a reflection on him. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but that's, I mean, that's worth... Honestly, that's there's worth not a lot talking about. about. Because the thing about... it's It, it makes a point about... It, it is for the purposes of Rand um, the, to show him in that situation... But the thing is, we what are the actual plays that we see as part of the Game of Houses? Not not a lot. I don't think there's. Like, any, I mean, we we really right. just are just told that like Kyran is known for this, and Tom Marilyn is was is yeah, like a, he's a, good a, at a, it. is good at yeah. it, and like I believe because of the way that Tom is written, like I believe Jordan right. when he yeah. says that, but we don't actually see. The well, politicking and, 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 of that. And, and honestly, Rand doesn't really... Like, for someone whose goal is to effectively... Or who, like, effectively needs to become, quote-unquote, king of the world. Like, in order to defeat... Well, literally mean the Dark One. Like, he doesn't... Rand doesn't actually do a lot of politics stuff. Or at least in comparison... At least in comparison to, like, other characters. No, because anything that he doesn't get with being Taviran, he gets just from the... Just from the power of prophecy. Yeah. Well... uh, Largely. mm -hmm. Largely, that's how he makes his advances. Um, He... um, Gets there not only because prophecy literally works out to get him where he needs to be, but also because the people around him understand once they see these signs, the prophecy fulfills its prophecies fulfill themselves. Yeah, and they help his rise by being like, "Oh, this is just going to happen," and right. so that they so then they help it to happen. Right. Well, in his con, a lot of his conflicts with like varying throats and stuff. Or kind of like resolved by fi- like him fighting, or not him, or just other there people fighting. There is also fighting. that, like like, like it, it, in, in particular, the other two, the two major ones, one we'll touching on Elaine and Degwayne. <laughs> like like he like like re- like I'm thinking in particular of uh tier of uh, um uh where was Samuel Ilium Ilium like obviously Camelon. Well, right, well, Rand at least liberating came, and then Kyrian. That and wasn't Kyrian. A, that wasn't a forsaken, but it was a faction of Aiel led by Dark Friends. Yes, which that you could say that's a weakness that there wasn't even one time where he like had to strategically take over a place that didn't have Dark Friends in leadership right. at all. Like the, the, and he didn't have to make that decision. Right. He was always just like, "Oh, I guess I'm the only one left here because the Forsaken already messed things up here, so I don't have to take any responsibility for actually destroying all the." the right, all this. they already did. Yeah, the, the closest we get with that is the conversation with Egwene, where it's not even him necessarily. He doesn't really have to do a lot of manipulating. 
because she does it all for him when he says, I'm going to break all the seals. And she's like, no, you're not. I'm going to gather all of Team Good Guy into one place so you can't do that. <laughs> and he's like, okay, thanks. Oh, oh <laughs> he's like, no. darn. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, not, that's not... That's the- that, foiled. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but... Which I get, that's a great scene, but, like, that's kind of the extent of politicking as far as manipulation. I don't even like manipulation, the word manipulations, but, like, uh, yeah, politics, I'll just use the word politicking that he has to really do, which is not like a, I mean, it kind of is like, I, I wish, I do agree, I wish he would have had to have done it for, like, at least one of the thrones that he acquires, but... It's, right. Th- there's plenty of other people that do have to do a lot of politicking. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, a, a lot of it seems to be he earned an early cultural victory. Yeah. So, so that he could say, so he could say to, "We have an army. Um, I have the IEL." Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's. L- l- all right. L- let's go to like what is one of the worst political plot lines ever Elaine's succession arc. Right. Which is, let's be clear, not the... certainly not the worst part of the series. No. It's... It is... It is not far away from the bottom, but definitely definitely not the bottom. <laughs> no. Um... It's not. Here's the thing, and this and this kind of goes back a little bit back to the Star Wars thing. Even though Rand with the nobles, for instance, is not a lot of, or or or, or the Game of Houses is not a yeah. lot of um, gray area there to work with. But it's the it's the concept of. Um, either the game of houses or Rand taking charge in his own way that carries those things. Yes. Whereas even though I I couldn't name I could name one player from Elaine's um and that uh Dylan because and it's and it's and it's also because she's um uh, a uh, chapter title, part of the chapter title, where oh, it yes. where it um, all resolves. So it's yeah. easy to remember there. Um, but that's so it's. But I would only say that's evidence for it being bad in the sense that it's not memorable or interesting. Not that it's not complex and difficult to put together. Because I think it is right. The yes, uh, no, it is complex. My, I think the core reason it's not compelling or interesting is I don't, I don't. Who are the personalities? Right. Who are the personalities? And what are this? Well, I guess the stakes are she doesn't get thrown, but like I, yeah, like I, I. There's never a clear threat of like it's like oh well. This group of five nobles that we met a chapter ago are banding together, and I need to make sure that, like, I have more supporters than they do. Okay, I, I, I'm not... I don't care about any... 
I met them a chapter ago. None of them have particularly distinct. Well, maybe they do have distinct personalities. It's been a while since I read the but book, it, but like, especially since um, it, it ended up being again the Black Aja that had to be overcome yeah, right well, before. It's it's like yeah, these are factions, but. What well, so we we understand the um, the stakes to be like oh Elaine is supposed to win this um, because you know it's important for the last battle or whatever um, but personally it's just like she wants it because she feels she's entitled to it that's not that's not really easy to relate to right um, yeah you have all these different factions that are pretty much. You know, they're they're the same in their motivations. Seemingly. Yeah, maybe there are a couple of outliers that I'm forgetting, but for the I most part, for the most part, it's just like these are how these pieces relate to one another. This is what they're doing, but you could switch the names around and, nothing, and changes. nothing changes. It right. would still be the same, maybe the same dynamic of whatever is going on in that moment. Right, but. It, it it doesn't it doesn't change anything for it to be a different person doing it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's like so. It's kind of like okay, she's she's she she's negotiating with this like you said she's negotiating with this person. Okay. Dial. This matters because Dylan said that it matters five paragraphs ago during Elaine's bath. <laughs> but like <laughs> ba- yeah, baths was the other thing. The, pre- yeah. the pregnancy and all that stuff. Yeah, but um but I mean well this is a this is an insight that I would want to take further because um you need to have the personality unless your the nature of the dynamic is such that the maneuvering is particularly brilliant. Yes, I like some of the stuff we'll get to later, <laughs> which does, yes. um, which does speak to potentially the the brilliance and personality of the person doing it. But it's more important that that's something that is engaging, at the very least, and, yes. and keeps our attention. Right. Where whereas a lot of those negotiations and conversations aren't engaging and a lot of the Elaine meets with Noble XY with Noble ABC Mm -hmm. uh, it's oh it's it's it's, we'll call it the Star Wars trade negotiation thing (laughs) C has the support of A um, and C didn't have the support of B but C paid B off um, because uh, B was reluctant because C's yeah, mother um, right. like said a mean word to B's mouth. I'm 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 getting stupid, but no, but, well, you, but, you no, but that's point. what it, that's what it is though. Like it's <laughs> like uh, yeah. So, but no, but it, it has to be something um, where it's like where you have to at least say that was a good move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, like that was smart or yeah, clever. But uh, should we want to do Egwene? Or did you? you yeah, I mean, stuff? there, there. I guess there really isn't anything that is 
as weak as that. No. Um, I mean, so it, we so so there's Egwene. There's the um, Forsaken, but it's a little. That's less. It's less politicking and more like just constantly trying to one up one upmanship, like one up the other person. Well, well, I I mean I would say that there is maybe some of the more interesting politicking going on there. Um. But there does have to be an an, an extra element of uh, of um, mystery even around the point of view character, because just because Jordan wants to surprise us with where these threats come out of, yes, um, that it's. I think there's a lot to appreciate there, but it has to be on at least the second read. That 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 makes yeah that makes sense. So that's, I mean, it's it's worth mentioning. Um, I don't know how much to say about it because a lot of it is like, I mean, I think that there are some cases of like one forsaken maybe leading Rand toward another forsaken to take yeah. them off the board, that may be some, might be some of that going there, on, which is cool. Well, yeah, because like, in, in Fires of Heaven, there was that was the one right where the the beginning they have like the Forsaken Social, where they're plotting to basically do that. I forget who they're point who they're ultimately trying to point him to war. I think though they're trying to point him to Samuel. Samuel, yeah, and they um, keep trying to do it, but he um, kills like. Three Forsaken before yeah, Samuel right, or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there is some, yeah, there is some, like, well, I mean, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- there is, like, and some, like, that stuff is interesting, but, um, yeah, then we're getting into some Time Android stuff and some other, cre- like, stuff that's, uh, well, I don't know. Time and Rand more direct. That could have been a really cool dynamic. Having Time and Rand more directly have to maneuver around each other. Yeah, but But, instead, it was a one-sided fight. Right. It's yeah, because Rand just because Rand doesn't even think there's a fight (laughs) there. Right. (laughs) He just he just waves his hand at the problem for like four or five books or something. (laughs) There is a good deal that Tyeen does get into that is very interesting. Um, Not quite where, I think as we've talked about before, not quite where it should be, but um, between him and Loghain, what is there Yes, is very good. I I really like that, and I I mentioned this on our Wheel of Time episode, but that and I hope they just in the show, like that could that should have been expanded on instead of a lot of the stuff we get in like eight through a lot eight through ten. Uh, Can you imagine like, if they like added scenes a la Varys and Littlefinger dialogue scenes oh, to Wheel man. of Time? That would be awesome. That would be so cool. <laughs> Probably among like Aes Sedai, who never got to interact like Cad Swain and Varen. I don't know. That, I think that would be interesting. You could, uh, you could have a uh, you could 
you could have a lot of really cool Varen scenes where, in hindsight, you're you could you could have a lot of really cool Varen scenes. <laughs> yeah, but you can't like you can't um like she she was the best politicker in the series actually. But, uh, but um, yeah, because no one knew she, because no literally. one knew, no one knew she was playing any game. <laughs> right. Um. But you, you, if if you do scenes with Varen that are kind of more, um, you can't have her be like a Varus or a Littlefinger because that's too on the nose, right? She has to be. You know what? She would almost you could put her in dialogue scenes, but she would almost have to be kind of the hapless looking one. In there, so she has to seem to be the less savvy one in the yes. room when she's not. Yes, yeah, or have like, a, oh, she chirps in every once in a while, like, oh, did you mean this? Or like, oh, can you like, what, what exactly? Why would they? Why would so and so want to do this? And she should, and she um, actually is kind of funny in the series, but they should make her even a little more funny. That would also, with just occasional, like, okay, I'm still an eyes to die, right? Um. But that would have the benefit of endearing us to her in preparation for her sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of about politics, but yeah. not entirely. Um, okay. Egwene. Egwene, yeah. The most interesting politicking in the series. Uh, I mean, her... Her her main like political goal or the main political fight she has is to get the Aes Sedai to go to Tarvalon <laughs> to like try and take it back because they're just wishy washy about it forever and ever. Well, I mean, so yeah, the um, the, the insight that plays into that is that um, one she she realizes that there there are, there are certain. You know conclusions that she comes to, things that she has to make happen, or they're not going to. One of them is to get them there, yeah, and to keep them and to keep them together. The other one is to secure her position, yes. in a situation where she realizes she is not. No one's going to do it for her, not right. even Swain. Which right, which even and then uh, that which is a great kind of mentor mentee type relationship but like because a lot of it is Swain's teaching her politics <laughs> yes but um usually even though the mentor even though usually the mentor is past their prime hmm. um they're still either really involved or really capable in in yep. whatever mm-hmm. like magic stuff whereas Swain's not yeah Yep. And all that, and that makes her interesting because that's all that she has to offer now right. is, is her, her experience. Yes, yes. Um, that's that's that, that, that's a that's a neat little uh, character bit to to sneak into the um, into the politicking. But the, I think the other thing that that does is it offers a like, okay, this is where. Um, you have this interesting dichotomy with uh, Egwene that makes it more interesting. You have her doing cool and interesting things, um, and those really clever things. But then you have these vulnerable moments where she's like, "Still help me, 
<laughs> you know, yes, I, I know it. As opposed to there be, them being two distinct stages of her journey, they're kind of happening at the same time, which is almost kind of. It's good. It's almost more. I want. Yeah, I, I would go is. there. I think it is more realistic. Yeah, you yeah. don't always have like your mentor die, and then suddenly you have to go it on your own. Everybody needs support, right? Yeah, it's really. <laughs> yeah, that's um. Yeah, which works well. Um, yeah, and it's the difference between the Egwene and Elaine stuff for me is that like Egwene has two clear op- opponents in. Uh, you mean Romanda and Elaine? Yes, or yeah, yeah. So like Romanda and Elaine, they're both by they both want to be the Emerald and Seas. Yes, but and, and so they're both. Both of them are both antagonistic towards Egwene, but also trying to get her favor. In certain, because right. they're more antagonistic towards each other than they are towards Egwene, because they see Egwene as just this little pet puppet thing, and that, and and, and she and she does recognize. Um, maybe Swain helps her with this, but she either way, she recognizes that that is to her advantage. Yes, that she has two of them and not only one. Yes, and that dynamic and how that plays out is like really interesting and yeah. really cool. There, there's a. Re- I don't think there's. I don't recall a lot of a lot of if any difference between Romanda and Elaine's Lilane. I Lilane. <laughs> so they're not distinct characters, but yeah. I think there's a reason. Like I have never forgotten their names, and it's because one because they're always mentioned together. Yes, they're always yes. <laughs> it's always like it's always the two of them. Um, and they're they're there a lot, and they have such a, they have such an important role to play. I even remember what odds they are. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, yeah, it's a, like, it's a cool dynamic, and, um, yeah, and then the other Egwene thing you get is when she's captive in the top, and I guess this is, it is, and it is politics, and also just, like, Egwene's grit and determination, like, when, once she's cap, like, captive in the tower, because she, because it's a mixture of, she is manipulating them, and slowly just kind of like basically turning the tower to to her by now mm-hmm. but that's because of her grit and determination to not break and while yeah while weathering the storm by using her uh, time with the uh, Aiel to um stave off their attempts to to break her yes i think it's uh, also worth it to cuz cuz the, yeah there's Egwene which is kind of the most um concentrated uh, political stuff that happens in the most political group in the series which is the is I, which it, is yes. the I said I even more than the yeah much more than the no even more than the no oh, much <laughs> so much more than the yeah. um <laughs> game of houses i i think uh, jordan does likes to do all those little comparisons you know it's like this made this look like an ant or, oh, or whatever yeah. i think they said that like i said i look at the Kyrie and are like well, which is funny, which kind of makes sense because, like, none of the Kyrenians are actually that, like, we hear about them a lot. There's a lot of telling. Not, this isn't, like, an at Jordan. Like, I'm not, like, this isn't a, uh, like, con against Jordan. But they don't really seem to be, like, they don't do a lot of depth, depth 
political maneuvering uh, <laughs> that I like. Yeah, like remember, I, I, I don't even I don't even buy that um, Moraine has some sort of advantage by no, having that background. It's, it's more it's, her ISI training that yeah, I think she doesn't seem quite. like she's she's a um, has better character than a lot of ISI, but better skills i don't better no, better I political skills i don't think yeah, so yeah i i never got that like because even when she's coaching rand and what i really like and kind of like the fires of everyone she's kind of desperate to just teach him more like it's it's it, it's less about like it, it's more just her general experiences probably more driven from her eyes to eye experiences than like as a kyrenian noble <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's clear enough to me for sure. Um, but so the the just just the factional the 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 uh, the schism. Oh yes, just the schism yes. is worth talking about by itself because it's that's that's um, a precondition for so much else that happens. Yes, and so if we're kind of edging back towards um, talking about. Um, general trends in in politics and sci-fi and fantasy um this big event of um creating um a just as even a single division in the bastion of the good guys yes is uh kind of landmark Oh yeah, well, it's a it's a great conflict. It goes on, drags on way too long, in my opinion. But like, it's it's the the concept of it and it is brilliant, and or at least it's just very compelling mm-hmm. from like a big picture perspective. Um. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, there, it's. I don't think it's any coincidence that it gives rise to all these different opportunities for Jordan to take. Yes. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. It's. It, it's. Yeah, because it, it leads to a lot of like obviously story plot points, like Swain's deposed is obviously the like the kind of the uh, break of the like jumping off point for like the schism. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's interesting that Lane and Nynaeve aren't ever really. It's funny that they aren't really involved in the schism very much. Ex- uh, no, I mean they they, because, they visit Salidar and then yes. and then they're off again, <laughs> right? Which uh, that's fine because that's not. And their... then they go do something more boring, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like right, because like a couple of more boring things. Yeah, yeah, a couple more in Elaine's point because Nadia at least like gets to be a part of like she at least gets like some of the best lines in the series later on. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't lines plural. Well, lines singular, I guess is the other big one that I'm thinking of. (laughs) Which is, is like, technically a political one and, like, and then it involves, like, a king. But, like, it's not really, like, the impact is, it's not a, the impact is not political. Like, it's an, it's like one of, it's maybe for me the most singularly impactful line in this series, but not for the political reasons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I mean, it mad the politics of like her line about Latin matter, but like, and, and it actually is a crafty move. Yes, that that is surrounding. Right. It. Yes, because she's rallying like people to his cause, but it's like, but just just from the sheer act of putting him where she does at, in uh, Saldea. Yes, is yeah. is just like <laughs> he's like. I have to walk all the way there, <laughs> and he doesn't care about the journey. He doesn't give. No. He doesn't give a crap about the journey. It's. A, I have to. I have to meet people. Right? Yeah. He's like, I have to talk. <laughs> I have to talk. <laughs> I have to talk. <laughs> well, because she was like the first person that he talked to that wasn't Moraine in like decades, at least in like Eye of the World. To be like fair, that. she did track him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which was kind of his thing. That that is his thing. It's also like apparently her hers. Yeah. All right. We're not. We don't need to respread that particular discussion. Okay. Uh, anything else on Wheel of Time? I don't think so. Right. I mean, oh, oh, oh. Um, the White Cloaks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's funny. It. It's less like deft political maneuvering with them and more just several. Patron Nial is an excellent oh, yeah. political player. And like, everything that he does is. In fact, I would have wanted to have seen more. Of, or, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I wish he'd stayed around. Yeah, like, I, I, would I, have, do. I would have at least wanted to have seen, like, his plan for getting. gaining more power and came. And, um, uh, Andor. Like, at least what he was going to do with that. Or what he wanted to do with that. Right. Um, but... Yeah, they, yeah, because it's... Well, again, because the, the older resolution... Or, or, so, a lot, the older political resolution for them is just, is like, well, the... Like, an out, destruction attack, so it's like, well, an outside force kind of resolves their... <laughs> like... Somewhat, not resolved, but like somewhat, somewhat kind of does their like political inner bickerings, but um, I, I mean, I, I see what, yeah, because you have a lot of other things going on with the like they're they're interesting, it, just just their existence as a body is kind of a a, a political. Political yes. notability. Um, mm-hmm. They're uh, they're just they, they're just a military state, just chilling somewhere, and they're totally not ruling the country that they're in, except they are. Yes, that, that's the perfect summary. Though, <laughs> um, and then you have like kind of a you have zealotry, but then like uh, kind of the father son thing with the Bornholds. Um, yes, that's right. And then just utter, uh, utter awfulness with Valda. <sighs> yep. <laughs> um, and then kind of the the interrogation, which it's like the Spanish Inquisition. It's just like trying yeah, to trying to get a, a, a foretold um, result with the torture. Just trying to you know get confession for confession's sake. Um, but Pedron was. Just an excellent mind. Yeah, no, he was very good at, like, what he was doing. Um, and again, I wish I had stuck around a little longer, but... 
Um, yeah, no, but I agree that there. Yeah, it's and I I almost wish that they had had more political interactions with the different the varying countries. Uh, which what they did with them works. Like I mean, because they kind of get sidetracked with the Shanchan and then um and whatnot, but um yeah. Anything else with the time? I think that think that was the last All thing. Right. Uh, so Stormlight, I think we should go over next. Yeah. Um, so the so Stormlight does this very interesting thing where the central pol- most of the political plots revolve around Dalinar. Yes. And what's and, and his arc at a very like broad high level is. This is a veteran grizzled soldier slash like general becoming a politician. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he still is a general, but like, or or even you could say just a like general soldier learning the more political side of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very interesting. I think because Dalinar is great, but um, the most. I would I would actually venture to say that um, this might be the example where politics does the most to directly inform character. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, because Dalinar has to make different... Dalinar has to learn to make decisions in a different way as a politician than he did as a soldier. Mm-hmm. And the very fact that it calls it... I mean, it's, it's important to Egwene's development, too. Um, but it's just taking her out of the near-nothing that she was. Um, I mean, she was a very eager girl and uh, ready to learn and kind of obnoxious. And, it, and, and I'm not saying she didn't have, a char- didn't have a character, but politics made more... Of an impact for um, more distinct reasons, more unique reasons for Dalinar than yes. it did for Egwene. Well, because Egwene also Egwene does have that more traditional uh, traditional main for like main character arc, for like I'm gonna phrase like yeah. So. So, so there's slightly less nuance in how she develops that political uh, sensibility, but yeah, my favorite political plotline with Stormlight is definitely in Words of it's probably the it's in it's in Words of Radiance and it's it's basically Dalinar using. Adolin's duels to gain yeah. all the shards so that he can basically bully around the princess. All the other, not bully around, but he can basically like almost force the high princes to like stop being children. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I'm going to start doing politics, but it's basically still just might is right. right it's basically yes. still just trying to get to a place where I can do what I'm comfortable with. Yes. And, and I'm going to do it through maybe not my own fighting, but still fighting. Yes. Well, and part of what makes that like 
plotline just so compelling as Sadius is just such a good antagonist. Yeah. And, and he plays so... He, he Both just in general, but also for Dalinar. Um... And, and, and now, and part of why that plotline works so well is because it leads to a lot. Well, it, it culminates in like one of the best scenes in the series with the four v with the three v. Well, it becomes four v three eventually, but like yeah. <laughs> starts as like the four v one like fight or duels. Yeah. Um, but like, because you you end up it, yes, it's Dalinar v the other high princes, really Dalinar v Sadius. But it's, but it involves like Dalinar and Adolin and like while Shalon like kind of like it 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 it, it ended up involving all of the character like a lot of our main characters in some way. Um, How does it involve Shalon? Well, I guess she just kind of. Uh, I guess it really doesn't. <laughs> like she's just kind of a cheerleader for Adolin, <laughs> um, but. Uh, well, maybe part of me is just I'm just thinking of the arena scene, <laughs> or or they're all arena scenes. The like for the the four v one duel mm-hmm. because it's both a huge physical victory for Adolin and Arn and Kaladin, and a huge political victory for all of them plus Dalinar, and then Kaladin just messes it all up. Yeah. But in a way that completely makes sense for him. <laughs> yep. And so just this like culmination of just good conflict resolu- conflict and resolution and more conflict. <laughs> it's 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 I mean Shalon has most of the rest of the book to her so yeah, she, she she they, she can be a cheerleader for a chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's plenty, and, and, and there's some, there's some stuff that happens with, uh, Shallan, um, in book, in book two, when she gets back and she's like, with the ghost bloods? With, oh, I wasn't even thinking of oh, the ghost okay. bloods. No, that's a, that's probably a better example. I was just thinking of, you know, she's in the palace and she's dealing with that, uh, uh, economics guy, oh, Sabarial. Sabarial. Yes, that is. Yes, that is. I like that a lot, actually. Or at least that. Like, it's not. I, I don't. It's not like one of my favorite parts, but I like that dynamic. Well, I mean, he's a. He's a strangely. He's strangely easy to understand, but he's not very understood because he's not like the other hybrid. It's, it's a little like Rand and it was just yes. like, he really is mostly straightforward. He's just like, I just, you know, I just do good economics and I enjoy myself. Right. And I, and, and, and in the, to the extent that he does strong arm, that's what he uses to strong arm. Yeah. Is that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Which like works. Yeah. Um, well, well, the Shalon Ghost what is political. It's it's more like spy detect- thriller detective stuff than like political maneuvering. That's true. But, there is a there is a distinction between the politics and the espionage. But it's, it's very still very cool. But um, it's it, it's interesting because the it's interesting because the political 
plot line is like Dalinar and Oathbringer, where he has to like basically play world diplomat. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of that is very cool. Some of that is not great. Yeah. Are, are like the most compelling stuff. Um, but, uh, I mean, a lot of it's all just enjoyable just because, well, at least for me, just I love Dalinar's character. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, there you go. That can be, um, that can, um, enhance, uh, certain, you know, certain dynamics that don't stand, wouldn't stand out on their own. Yeah. Um, which I, that's not Stormlight to say by any means, but, the the parts that you're talking about in Oathbringer um, can be carried by yes um, by Dalinar and the fact that the focus is on him for that book yes yeah yeah um, yeah because a lot of it because a lot of that is, is it's like tied back to the information you're getting about him from his flashbacks and like how other people are receiving him and whatnot uh, we should also mention. Uh, Yasna and Terev... Well, Terevangian's the other big one. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, but, like, which... Uh, just he, He's both, like, super political, but also, like, the interesting... Like, the interest... He, he's super... He is super political, because he's trying to kind of become king of the world. But also. sometimes he's good at it, and sometimes he's not good right, at it. Right, <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. Which, which is the more interesting part about his character... Or, or I should say, like, that's the most interesting part about his character, but, like... The, the other thing is, though, is that, like, he does, you know, he, he does have different levels of brilliance, and sometimes he's really smart, um, and he has you know, c- certain plans, like, um, with, uh, um, Carbranth and, like, and and uh, Yakoved, where he's like, oh, I, yes. I don't know, I guess I'll he, be king. So he has he has some moves, but he really has primarily one, which is that oh, I'm not anybody. I'm just a doddering old man, which works, but in a way, it's a lot harder for someone to m- politically maneuver when people know you're a player. And we'll yeah. get into a couple of those personalities in a bit. Right. No, that that that's fair. And that's... Well, and that's what Terrence and a lot of it is... It's obviously... Obviously, the most, interesting, the most interesting part about him... Well, is the inverse relationship between his intelligence and his empathy. Capacity for empathy. Yeah, but that's... But, but yeah, that, that has nothing to do with politics. Obviously, he's he and his organization are governed by the diagram... Which, like, which is, the like, basically is effectively God to him and his organization, and it informs all the political decisions he makes. Which, I mean, that is a political mind. Yes. That's, that's him at his best. Yes. Well, it's, it's him at his most intelligent. But yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, I, I'm willing to make that distinction. No, pl- yes. no I'm so, glad j- you j- did. I'm glad you did. Because he, yeah, he... he, he, he just, uh, the, him at his most... Adeptly political. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, and Yasna, it's all another, I just want to mention her just because she, we don't get a lot of her pol- doing political stuff just because she, uh, Lord's well, mainly the, the, the most covert thing that she does is that she Gandalfs. 
Well, yeah, so effectively, right, okay, so for effectively two books, she's, like, removed from, like, most of the politics, which, well, when we see her interacting with, like, the political stuff, she's, like, very good, which is probably why Sanderson kind of cut her away from the main, like, like, the, like, political centers of the world for, like, Well, certainly long. away from Dalinar, because yeah. Dalinar would not have been able to develop at all no. if Yasna had been there no. for Andalina. Um, Navani does get to do some. She, 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 she does do some. Navani, uh, Navani's interesting because we're we're almost like, initially presented with this character who's like, you're like, oh, she like her initial characterization is she's manipulative and she'll like maneuver her way around what you're doing to get what she wants. But, like, that quickly kind of... Or at least for Dalinar, that drops. Well, now that's also different because, you know, there... <laughs> there's other dynamics obviously going on there. But, like, she, she she does help him, like, a bit with some of the, like, political stuff. Although, I guess some of her stuff becomes more about the scholarship aspect of it than the politics. Well, it, it was... It always was. Yeah, um, I mean, she wasn't she wasn't in the thick of things on the shattered planes for a reason. That's it's it's like she she can yeah. do it. It just doesn't seem to matter to her very much. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, anything else on Stormlight? No. Yeah, off the top of my head, I I mean, I, no. I, I do want to give like we didn't maybe, mm, it's, maybe actually maybe um. Eshenai and Venli potentially. Um, that's more of a. Um, that, what happens there is more of a. It, it doesn't. There's not a lot of it, but they are part of a. They do. They do stage a coup. Yeah. Which. Yeah. You know is. Political. <laughs> no, well, yeah, what well, is, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it is political. I mean, it's, it's like almost like the most might is right thing that anyone does when SNI goes into the storm and comes back and is like, so all of you are going to turn into this thing, this this new form right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but they do, yeah, they do affect the way stage crew. I mean, the, and I think we're going to. Get some. I I think we can get some political stuff with them, but oh, like in the next book, Rhythm of War. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I do want to honorable mention. Uh, not honorable mention, but like Mistborn has a lot of politics. <laughs> um, and we haven't ever ta- we haven't ever really talked about Mistborn on the podcast. I don't think. Um, well, I mean, that's true. Um, first of all, but um, I, like, I, I only know the first era. Uh, to be clear, which is um, more political. <laughs> there's more politics in the first era. Than okay. The um, you might say though that um, the well of ascension is a bit prequel esque. No, it is. It, yeah, like yeah, it is. Like yeah, in that because. Ellen's whole plotline and all of attention is he's learning how to politic. And those interactions with Tinwell are a lot of fun. But, like, just the politics and the plot of the 
but well, whatever. The book aren't very as compelling, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the politics in the first one are great, and part of that—that's weird. In that you have in the first one, you have some of the YA dynamics with Vin, where she's kind of like the the like Katniss pawn a little bit. That's true. There, there's there's something there, but like um, what I was thinking of uh, when you were talking when it's like oh the first book. Um, something that I often think of, which is a, almost a bit of a shortcut in some ways, but it's still interesting, is the emotional allomancy. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, like uh, all these other politicians are just like, you know, like work for years to try to get that level, but it's just like, oh, I can make them excited. Right. Well, I'm, I'm not yes, saying that have, in disdain. It's, it's just... No, it's, you, you have Breeze in a crowd, like, hidden in a crowd, and he's slowly, like, he's subtly, right, um, he's, uh, suit, like, like manipulating emotions uh, right. as, like, I don't know, Kel- like, Kelsey or whoever is, like, giving a speech. It would be it would be a great but highly unethical power, uh, but, yeah. but point being, um, that doesn't really have anything to do with Vin. There are a lot of, um, um, I, I guess I guess a lot of personalities going on um, that even have points of view, which is probably the main difference between that and one of the YA examples. Yes. Um, there's there's shared um, yes. shared points of view, for lack of a better term. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, because you get some of the YA, because like the romance with Ellen, obviously, with the first Mistborn, but uh, well, and um, but and you also get more direct antagonists with like Sean Lariel, uh, which is like obviously, which like the right now the resolution for that is like they fight, <laughs> but like there are like politics before that Most happens. Do you resolve things <laughs> like with like I don't know like what with this like r- rooftop uh, like Spider Man knife fights, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Um, Let's go to a rocky cliff face and fight with swords while we scream at each other about our ideologies. Oh, man. Do you feel personally attacked? What with... with so, wait. I don't know. Um, no, I feel, let's, I, let's I, say, I feel like, dumb. Go ahead, like, enlighten me. Oh, no, it's just a meme. Oh, But, yeah. like, duel the fates... Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Even Maybe. though I love that fight, it is. It is. <laughs> um, lots of animes. <laughs> anime. Okay, yeah. Anime is like the biggest. Anime is the biggest culprit of that ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, not in in both a critical and endearing way. <laughs> hey, Full Metal Alchemist has politics. Full Alchemist does have politics. Um, yeah. It, and it's kind of a blight, like, they're... Yeah. And I mean, there are but, there are clear villains, but it's... They're not... Um, even more so than antagonists. They're definitely villains, but they're... 
very well hidden. Yes. <laughs> kind of like kind of like the Dark Friends in Wheel of Time. Um, and there are elements of the state that are the enemy, but not the entire thing. Yes, right. Which 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 is important because like Mustang, because like Mustang, kind of has his does have his like shadow group of people that are working to undermine like mm-hmm. the state so to speak yeah but i mean it's 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 unquestionably a, a political move when bradley just splits him up oh yeah just right like yeah, what, like, oh what, well I'd... oh yeah and i'm gonna keep your uh your like closest confidant my personal assistant that i can see at all times mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's real good. Watch that show; it's amazing. Yes, uh, Full Metal uh, Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes, good, good, good. Yeah, I haven't watched the original, but good uh, call on that distinction. Um, yeah, we should. All right, let's, yeah, we should let's, get, let's yeah, get to let's get to the big boy. Yeah, the, and there's a lot. Like we, uh, we may end up revisiting this. At some point, if we do something... Dude, well... Dude's the main one I... <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we're, we're going to do Dune yeah, at, some at some point. point. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit that. We got to get to Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, all right. So this um, is like... Which is, which is like... Okay, so like... This is like the political story. And it's, I would say it's the most political, it's, it's thought of as like the political series, um, in part, I mean, yes, it's like, that's like almost everything (laughs) about it, except for like, um, one, maybe two points of view and the definite one that's definitely it is, um, uh, the, the, at the wall, um, even though that does have politics too, right? There's yeah, there's still politics there, but it's not. But there's there's an extra element to it. But that extra element, which is fantasy, does not exist in most of, at certainly the early part of the series, like the White Walker stuff. The any fantasy. There's there's magic. Some places or other, the dragons happen, and oh, then you have yes. Melisandre with her magic. It doesn't occupy a lot of space. M- magic, yes, and, yes, and, and, yeah, yeah, and and fantasy. I mean, yes, you. I mean, other than that, you have a medieval society that easily yeah. could have existed. Yeah. So. Especially since, aside from, like, a few characters' travels, like Arya, for instance, where they meet a lot of, like, you know, regular people. Right. There aren't a lot of regular people. No, it's it's, just more, it's a lot of nobility, a lot of, like, yeah. Yeah. No, granted, it still works because they're very well-defined characters and they're good characters. Um, but that's the space they, the people that were following these high families, that's the space they inhabit. And so that's what we deal with. Yeah. So we we are we are that is the water we are swimming in as fish more so than any other story that we've talked about. Yes. Yeah. And in particular, without the kind of 
like you were saying, the lack of or fantasy occupying not as much space because if you look at at least in this episode, what we've talked about, Stormlight, Wheel of Time, in particular, like the politics stuff, like is primarily motivated, like all the magic fantasy stuff is like the main plot line, and the politics stuff is just is happening because of that or like it's like like basically the politics is some is more the subplots whereas mm-hmm. in wheel of, or uh, I said song of ice and fire game of thrones it's the plot mm-hmm. um, and and i mean yes well or yes no no it yes. is it's it, it is here is it, it is like it is always the plot in some way, shape, or form. It's not the story. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And that's and that's like a a wider perspective than we have in any of these other um, these other works. That we have. It's not that it's a subplot, but there is a wider historical and thematic cocoon that it's that it's that it sits in yeah that makes sense yeah um yeah so what is speaking of, so like I'd say like the the primary pol- primary political question Martin seems to be getting at is like what it's only about power. What is power? Who, like, wh- where does it come from? Like, how do you use it? Um, s- I mean, I'll start by clarifying <laughs> that it's a trick. A shadow, <laughs> a shadow on the wall. On the wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the- but no, you're right. Um, it's, and, and I mean, he, he seems to be saying that it is, I mean, the, First of all, that that is what he's saying. That I I don't know if that was a line that really existed in the books. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But there's a it's, lot of yeah, but it, and it's hard to say because because they, they do a lot of that in the show. But that's if it's not in the books, then it's a pretty good paraphrasing yeah. of what Martin <laughs> says. Um, it's you don't have there is no sense. There is like one. Maybe two prophecies in the entire series. Right, there's the one about like the, the Azor Azor has main yes. one, and then uh, Cersei's yes, um, the, the stuff fro- the toad with, with, the, yeah, with, the, the with witch, that person yeah. with that witch um, is the other. Um, on the whole, there is no sense of um with this with the tepid exception of John, maybe. Um, there's no example of a hero rising to meet their destiny. Right. Um, of, of of reaching any kind of points in uh, a journey, perhaps. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just people acting in their own interests and according to how they were brought up. And it has um, certain effects on the world around them. And... They prioritize different things, like you have uh, the Starks, 
who are very honorable. Yeah, honor, like integrity is like yes, in, in particular, all that. yeah, go ahead. But it no, it, well, it it doesn't make them the best rulers, right? Yeah, I mean that like. Ned gets Ned dies in the first book because he because he follows like all of those things. Right, right. <laughs> like, Martin does not hesitate yes. to let us know that that this is not the way that you want to be. Um, every single case where he um specifies a fatal flaw, it is literally a fatal flaw. Yes. Um, even Tywin, which you could say like. He's the best that they made. He's still wow. lost. Yeah. I mean, because because there's a, he was the best, maybe the best player in the series. I'm, but I'm, I'm going to argue against that in a minute. But go ahead. I mean, there was Elena. <laughs> no, I'm still going to argue against that. The, one. And there was Littlefinger yes. and Varys. But <laughs> Littlefinger, yeah, go ahead. Um, sorry, but, Ty, yeah, Tywin. Yeah, you're saying. He didn't have his house in order. No. Which was ironically the most important thing to him. Yes, what right, yeah, right. Was his fit, like, But he could he couldn't he he thought he was always putting that first, but he wasn't. No, it was still was. it was still him and the image of the Lannisters and this and kind of this brand that well they're People understand that they are the real power in Westeros. <laughs> yeah, and he—I I um, think he—in a an almost religious way—he thought of himself as a vessel through which that brand could um, be projected onto the world. Um, forgetting that at the end of the day, is the brand was nothing more than the people that made up the family, and he really alienated every member of that family in one shape or form. And yeah. it was it was the one that he alienated the most that got him killed. But um, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cer- 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 Cersei the least, but, like, that's because she, like... But she was also just miserable, but almost because of... She was kind of, well, she faced her stuff the least and was the most, like, miserable, ultimately. Well, actually, I don't know. They're all pretty... Mm-hmm. They, they all reach... They all, actually, no, never mind. All the Lannisters reach, all the Lannisters reach very low points. <laughs> For, because... Yeah, anyways, because of Tywin or Especially, not you know, especially Lancel, who goes, <laughs> who goes as low as you can go into the Sept. <laughs> before he gets, you know, forced out. But, um... Yeah, and and obviously uh, earlier in the episode, I refer the people I was referencing were Littlefinger and Varys. Um, I should mention that Littlefinger has that um, ba- basically anything I, uh, that the the power is a means toward that is selfish is not the worst thing that you can do because Littlefinger does do very well. But the way that the books are going, it seems to be, it seems to me, that he is done. Yeah, he, like his at, at the end, you would never think of this as him, but his ambitions weren't really that high. 
Well, it's well, it, it's so well. Okay, so well, first of all, I do think he is. I I would probably I would probably argue he is the best player, partially for the Varen re, for the reason you were talking about Varen, where no one realizes quite how no one realized. I mean, obviously, people know he's a player, but no one realizes how good he is. Hmm. Uh, well, at least for a while. Um, he doesn't quite have. Varus's reputation. I mean, like, sorry, I, 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 no, I understand that. I was, I was shifting gears. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, he, sorry. he doesn't, yeah, yeah. he doesn't have um, Varus's reputation. He doesn't have Tywin's reputation. Um, but his reputation is still bigger than Olena's, for instance. Yeah, um, that's true. I think he is still regarded as like people know that he's like a a a snake. They don't know that he so much of what he craves is centered around um his experience as a as as a love scorned essentially. Right, yeah, right, which well in in the show it's his downfall and probably will be his ultimate downfall in the books because that's his <laughs> His only true "quote unquote" weakness would be like, like I mean, but will they do it better? So, oh god, so Sansa has to be instrumental in his downfall. Yes, like I agree because that that because she. Well, I, here's what I'll say: she, well, Catelyn, and by extension, Sansa. Is his only blind? Is his main, or at least not his only, but his main blind spot? Um, well, though, though we actually we do also have to remember that Lady Stoneheart walks the earth. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's so that might also be a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I want to. Uh, to the point, I, I want to. We talked. We talk, so we talked about the trick, like power being a trick, mm-hmm. or like that quote. And with Littlefinger, I think that is the best example of that. Where what actual authority does he often wield throughout the series? Not a lot. Are you, are you thinking of the scene that I'm thinking of? With Cersei with and Cersei? the guard? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, so like, well, yeah, yeah, that's like the main one image I'm thinking of. But yeah, so like he, he he's able, he, he both has a lot of power in that as Martin would probably say, in that he is effectively responsible for sparking and in parts continuing a lot of the political conflict for the whole story. But, like, in actual... But, but like, there are people that could snuff that out in an instant, like that scene with Cersei. <laughs> right. right. And, and But that's... I would say that... Especially since he, uh, Martin talks about, or at least he, he implicitly talks about the uh, uh, power being a trick, a shadow on the wall, um, with power resides um, in the, uh, in Littlefinger's power. <laughs> they don't, they don't think that that's there. Um, no, they don't see him as an authority. As an authority, but I don't, I don't think that. Um, that message being there is necessarily a repudiation of Littlefinger's version of power, because it's not like it's it, it matters. He he obviously uses it to great effect. It's just that 
not having power vested in him by the by people around him is a definite disadvantage. Yeah. What is that um power distinction that the mayor makes in um the King Killer Chronicle in Wise Man's oh. Fear? Yeah. It's like it's power um, that you have inherently versus power that you are granted. Yes. And I don't think Martin is saying that neither of those that uh, I don't think he's saying that either of those doesn't exist. He he said but he's saying that there are other he's he's saying there are other types of power. Yes. Than that. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which, like, again, that's like, you know, the, the, the King Killer Chronicle is not primarily about, like, power in the way that, like, Game of Song of Ways and Fire is. No, but, as, as. No, but, 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 no, that is one of the best chapters in the King Killer or at least one no, of the best. No, but, but yeah, but we're not, we're not getting into that. Is it, that, that is what, that's what I think the distinction is between, uh, Littlefinger's version and Cersei's version um, of power. Um, but I think we're getting away from... Um, I think we're getting away from the Game of Thrones. Yes! We... Yeah. Because... Yeah. Well, okay. So, right, like... The goal of the Game of Thrones is to sit in the iron... Or just to be the king... Or will be the ruler, monarch... Like, sit on the Iron Throne, you're a, you're a ruler of Westeros, Westeros Plus in Danny's case. <laughs> like, how she looks at it, but... For the most part. But we hadn't, haven't gotten to Varys yet. No! And Varys is interesting because Varys, he, he's like the one of the only characters who, like, whose goal is not centered in some way on himself. No, it's it's completely the opposite yeah. of himself. Um, he, he doesn't even he doesn't even have an ego. He lacks yeah. an ego um, or a proclivity for his own pleasure. Yeah, he, which is not an accident. Right. His only goal is well. His goal is for Avatar Gary on the throne. But, like, again, it, regardless, he, he, he's making all these political moves, like you said, not based on people that aren't him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, I should say, for people that are not him. But he said because of that lack of ego, because he, he, he almost doesn't view himself as saying, oh, well, I should have this power. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I deserve this power. Mm-hmm. And he... And he lacks his, for lack of a better word, yeah, right, for, yeah, right, for completely consistent reasons. Yes, because it's it's not it's not about him. Right. He's a he's a he. I think he sees himself as an instrument. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I would totally by that because in the books both with yeah like both with Danny and with like a assuming he is like really Aegon like the kid Aegon um 
like that like it's it's still about them and he is some vessel or instrument through which they are like he through which they are going to gain power right and i don't know if you know martin is going to re- necessarily reward the loyalty to one of the families that's been causing all these problems from Varys, but he's closer than most to what I think Martin would reward. I yeah I I guess yeah I yeah I I just see that like yeah because every it's funny I've never really had like a true discussion in terms of, like what because obviously we don't have an ending. I, that, okay, that was a little. That sounded a little too disgruntled. I'm not trying to at Martin, but like, <laughs> but um, everyone who tries to gain power for themselves in this in the story, both in the books and in the show, it, it, like it doesn't work out for them. But um, that is, I mean, I don't, I don't know. If well, this is as thematic as much as like of a. A there's a calculated decision to be subversive in an important way, but the first people to um be punished are not the people who are in it for themselves, yeah. but the people who are not adept, which is fine because right. because That's... his his point is more like. You you before anything else, you have to live in the world and do what you need to do. You need to be grounded, and the Starks, Ned Stark, was not grounded. Right. Um, John Aaron probably wasn't grounded. Um, and then and then once we have that out of the way, then there's a distinction between people who um, are short-sighted or narrow-minded. Versus people who have that sort of almost philosopher king combination of being politically adept, but also um, uh, in the mind of a servant of of the people surrounding them. So okay, so well, okay, so let's take those two classifications. So just. Er, Roughly. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of the, your, well, how did you phrase the? I, I like that a lot. So, how did you phrase the first, like basically people in it for themselves? Basically, how did you phrase that first group? Okay. Um. Oh, the people in it for them. Um. Uh, people uh, short-sighted and oh, narrow-minded. Yes. Okay. So that'd be what? So that'd be like. That would be um. That would be... They don't, they don't last very long, if you're that... I mean, Oberyn, maybe? I don't, like... Because he doesn't want power. Because that's, like... He doesn't really matter, count in that sense. Well, maybe the most... Basic boy. Oh. Janice Jay- Slint. Oh! Yeah, okay. Probably. Yeah, um, actually, that's a good... Yeah, because he's out. He's out real quick. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's out, and then he's out. Yes, <laughs> like he has two levels. Um, but yeah, you you have him, you have Joffrey, you have Tywin in his own way. Um, 
Cersei. Um, Cer- yeah, Cersei. In a certain, in a certain way, yeah, though, she she but, has. Um, I mean, it, the punishment isn't always death. Right. Basically, yes. we should get that out of the way. Um, yes. And uh, well, the the extent to which rigidity is rewarded is inconsistent. Um, I'm thinking of Stannis. He was yes. um, defeated in the show. In the books, he's still hanging on. Right. Well, yeah. And, and but I don't think it's prized in right. Martin's mind because Stark was because Stark was rigid in his own way. Yes. Um, yeah. Renly would also fall in the short sightedness, and Renly's funny because like he had well, yeah, Ren. Renly falls in, I guess, in the naive category. Um, it's 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 kind of hard though because he he didn't do anything to lead to his own. Maybe pride. Maybe pride. Yeah, maybe, maybe too much. Too much um, uh, presumption. But, yeah. Maybe, so but I, he. But it's not fair because he couldn't have seen that coming. <laughs> right, right, well, right. It's funny that all. It's funny that this whole dis- Well, that's just the story that like all of this, the whole conversation is ton- like, it's all about the characters' flaw. Like, it, well, I guess that's just the story. It's all right. about the characters' flaws and like what they. Well, and the um, yeah, I. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to... Yeah, so that would be the more short-sighted people. So you get the philosopher... So to speak, you're a philosopher king. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like we mentioned, John is like... And he's also the only... The closest example you get to, like, the hero of, like, sorts, uh, so to speak, like... Yeah, which has to do with his, like... Because um, heroes are often... Um, outcasts in their own way. Yeah. And and he he has that going for him. He is um separate from yes. everybody else. Yes. He's 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 gone to his, you know, area of away from everybody else. Kind kind of sorta on a quest, but the thing about his quest is that it's not really a quest. It's just like you just go here and you stay here forever. We're just we're just gonna be done. Right, yeah, it's right. Yeah. And he and he does have to kind of like polit I mean well no, then we're getting back to the espionage thing where when he's undercover he's a spy, basically. Oh that is yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and then when he gets back in the well and then and then we're getting into like like books versus stuff past the books. <laughs> um, but he has a queen, you know. He does. He does. Yes. And you know, one thing—it's very important to know the motivation of characters. And the one thing I know he doesn't want is the throne. God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> This is why I just, I don't know, I just, I want books six and seven. I mean, everyone does, but just because I, 
I guess I, I'm almost more interested in book six and seven now that the show's over. <laughs> listen, he's uh, same here. Listen, he's not. He's not going to conventions, man. He's not going to signings so much. Like, what's going on now? It's like 2020 was the right. year for him to hunker down. Yeah, it's like COVID, yeah. Uh, um, oh, Kit, Har- Kit Harrington is um, uh, in the, like, this uh, adaptation or a, like, kind of fictional documentary or uh, dramatization, that's the word I'm looking hmm. for, um, of the, uh, the Guy Fawkes era. Um, in, uh, in, in English history, um, of the, uh, attempt on the life of the king and, and, and parliament. Um, he is apparently playing someone who is his ancestor. So who's Guy Fox's ancestor? No, Kit Harrington is playing oh, someone who is his ancestor. That's um, in crazy. that era. Wow. So. That's like, pretty he, funny. <laughs> I don't know. That's just an aside since we were talking about. Um, a very disappointing um, ending to a Kit Harrington role. So I was talking yeah. about some of his future prospects. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be that'd be very interesting to like have to research if you're playing that. <laughs> but um, yeah. there's um, I, 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 I just want to say that it's 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 telling that we if is this is a discussion about politics. In sci-fi and fantasy, and we're having individual discussions, or rather discussions about individual characters and plot lines that are more rich in political uh, uh, of a political nature than whole other stories. That we've discussed. So you have um, John Snow versus uh, President Snow, for instance. Oh yes, yeah. Well, I would point back to what you were saying earlier. If you're, I don't know quite where you're going with this, but with that, like. Hunger Game, like, we're not, like, President Snow is, like, that, for that story, he is the villain, um, or a villain, certainly, where, where like, 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 the complexity is not there in that show, or show, God, that story to, uh, go in depth of like what are President Snow's motivations and how did he get there versus where's yeah, that no, is I'm not saying it's apples to apples I just um, oh no it's an observation am wanting to almost bring it back full circle to say that this is the many different ways that you can grapple with um, mirror images of politics in our own uh, in our own world in, in some ways it has to do with what is what we can see and what the public understands versus what actually goes on behind the hmm. scenes and in other ways it's just 
this is about reflects when really really flashy things happen because they do and then uh, other situations where it's not as flashy and it's just you know yeah, business as usual no, no that's a good point well e- e- even within you can look at within the Star Wars prequel trilogy like you have episode like episode one oh well it's a trade negotiation who cares which story yes that's generally a bad plot story kind of like idea but like it's it's mundane and that but that does happen in the real world and then you have like we shall be the first galactic empire which like like that like well at least for what you were saying earlier like is direct like the world Roman Republic becomes the Roman Empire. <laughs> right. Like that, like that stuff. Or how democracy dies. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, it's, I don't know, I, 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 I find there's a lot of really, yeah, interesting ways that, like, you can incorporate politics into a story. Um, do we want to go into? Well, no way. And I think if if unless you had any kind of other um, kind of concluding ish statements, I think we can sign off here. No, yeah, I think I I think the main thing out or one thing I would just say before, one final thing I would say is just that it's. I at least always find it very interesting when stories incorporate politics, uh, just as a broad, th- as a broad story point of how uh, people can, how people interact, how like different governmental structures interact, on uh, how people work with in those, um, and not even just governmental, like because. Uh, because a lot of the stuff in Ice Song of Ice and Fire isn't like like a lot like a lot of it isn't like yes you're dealing with a lot of quote unquote like high level so to speak in terms of like in the government but like a, a lot of it's just relationships and stuff and how like those relationships right. interact right now, I think that's that's uh, why it works um, as as we we might say every now and again there are. You could almost divide the kinds of stories that we read into two kinds of stories. You have the kind of the more individual, small human types of stories, and then the larger societal types of stories. And politics has a an indispensable part in that second, sometimes in the first, but definitely that second type of story. Because at the end of the day... Politics is just how we handle ourselves. Right. It's people interacting with other people. Anytime right. you have people interacting with other, like a human interacting with another human, you're gonna have politics. Right. <laughs> and it's just like you, we we think of politics as like oh it's 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 the it's taxation the, it's, it, taxation the the like, state and it's at yeah. this larger level. But it's just like we don't have politics for kicks and giggles. Right. We, we have it because we have to manage ourselves as a society. Right. Right. 
like, Joe takes one of Bob's beers without asking, and so, like, Bob has a grudge against Joe and tries to undercut things that Joe wants to do forever. That's a, that's politics. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, agendas, I guess. Yeah, 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 so... Uh, well, there yeah. you have it. Yeah, so that's uh, and I'm sure we'll be revisiting a lot of these topics and no, we'll never talk about <laughs> politics again. <laughs> it's just, yes, ever at some point. Um, but till then, uh, so this is been like the accolades of Merlin again. Your kind of uh, episode speaking on politics and various stories, and again, I'll, I'll note the. Uh, at least like the stories that we at least did somewhat more specific spoilers for in the description until then uh it's been the accolades of merlin we are your host johnny and john and thanks for listening